The howls drew closer and closer. Run, Sim, and do as you're told. If you find Meryl, guard her with your life, Sevin screamed. He shoved Sim toward the kitchen and the back entrance of the inn. Sim did as he was told. The sounds of screaming women and crying children filled the air outside as he raced down the gravel path to the barn. Several explosions sounded off in the distance, but Sim couldn't tell if they were getting louder because he was outside or if they were just getting closer. Just as he reached the barn doors, a blood-curdling shriek rose across the city, making Sim stop in his tracks, a feeling like cold death attacking his senses. Sim looked out toward the streets, his terror level rising as he began to notice the unearthly silence that followed the shriek. It was as if all the destruction was halted and the city itself was awaiting the next move. Sim was just getting the courage back to move again when the silence was cut off as dozens of similar, though less fearsome shrieks began to sound off across the city. It was as if a pack of wolves were hunting and answering to the call of prey. Sim forced himself to ignore the shrieks and pushed his way into the barn. He closed both doors securely behind him, binding the door with an old two-by-four. Inside the barn, Sim lost his concentration. Too much was going on and he didn't understand any of it. The chaos continued outside so loudly it was impossible to think. Nothing he had experienced in his life had prepared him to deal with this. He took a deep breath, telling himself to calm down. If the city was under attack, he would need to be in control of himself. His own actions were about all he could control. He looked around the barn for anything he might be able to use. All the animals were in a frenzied state of panic. They could sense the imminent danger. Watching Valor pace around her small confines as agitated as he had ever seen her, Sim suddenly remembered his swords. Even Seven, who wasn't supposed to know about the secret cache, had reminded him to arm himself. Sim pushed away the bales of hay that concealed his hiding spot in the back corner of the stable, and pulled up the loose board that covered the hole. Inside the cavity, he removed his two old broadswords and the canvas satchel he had filled with survival gear. He had placed that satchel in this hiding spot the night of his eighteenth birthday. Seven had squashed his hope of joining Raylin on the recruitment ship that day, so he had put together a few things he might need if ever he were to run away from home. Looking down at the dirt-stained bag, he felt a small glimmer of relief, as though this little treasure would come in very handy. Sim's admiration of his survival bag was cut short when something crashed into the barn doors, testing the strength of the hinges. The suddenness of the assault on the barn made his heart stop, and he waited with bated breath to see if they'd test the door again. After a few seconds he received his answer. Whatever was outside crashed into the door once more. He could hear the hinges creak and strain under the force of the impact. Never looking away from the door, Sim reached for his broadswords, gripping each hilt until his knuckles turned white from the pressure. He listened closely, trying to separate any sounds just beyond the door from all the ruckus ripping through the city. He couldn't be sure, but he thought he could hear something sniffing at the small sliver of space between the ground and the bottom of the door. Apparently, whatever was trying to come in had decided against smashing the door down and took a different approach. It was now trying to dig under the door. From the small gap between the earth and the bottom of the door, Sim could make out what looked like long claws violently digging at the ground. He rose from his crouch, finding the courage to answer his attacker, and crept quietly toward the door. The hole was growing quickly, and now Sim could see two hands with long, gnarled black fingers, capped by two-inch claws, furiously working at the ground. This was almost going to be too easy, Sim thought to himself. Whatever the beast was, it clearly wasn't considering that Sim was armed.
It only took a few more moments before the hole became large enough for the beast to get its head into the crack. Sim had his sword poised to strike above the hole, and when the head came into view, he plunged his sword down through the beast's grisly skull. Sim could hear the body outside twitching violently in the dirt as the last vestiges of life slipped away from its cursed existence. The impaled head had belonged to a gruesome beast unlike any Sim had ever seen or heard about. It looked like a wolf, with an almost human air about its features. There was a snout, though it didn't protrude nearly as much as a wolf's might. Its eyes were a sickly green and savage. The teeth were jagged and made for rending flesh, and its ears were hairless and human in shape. It was covered with a coarse black hair that seemed sparse and patchy. Sim was appalled by what he saw. While it was a hideous sight to behold, his senses told him that the creature was an abomination.